Well, get on in. I'm driving today, mm-hmm. and it's a hot one. I've got the air turned down, and I got the seat coolers on. Oh, fancy! Yes, let's go. It's time for another episode of Who's Driving. Welcome to Who's Driving. I'm Wesley Turner, and I'm Stephen Merck. We're two best friends and entrepreneurs. Who's Driving is an entertaining look into the behind the scenes of our lives, friendship, and business. These are the stories we share and topics we discuss as two best friends would on a. Along the way, we'll check in with friends and offer a wide range of informative topics centered around running small businesses, social media, and all things home and garden. Buckle up and enjoy the ride. You never know who's driving or where we're headed. All we know is it's always a fun ride. And on this week's episode, this is actually a listener's request. We're going to be giving you tips on how to save money when it comes to wedding planning, specifically specifically or pacifically or pacifically (laughs) specifically when it comes to the flowers was the request so that's going to be coming up a little bit that's a a great topic because even if you are not planning a wedding you could use these tips if you're planning any type of party or event or event or any type of and i just did my nephew's wedding in may yeah and we did it on a budget because i'm cheap right (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and and you did and some it, of these tips. And it was great. It was great. It was really good. All right, before we get there, though, before we get to our stop of talking about how to save money, I have a couple of questions. Oh, I have a couple for you, too. For you. Let me get over here mm-hmm. to them. I lost my spot. But um, one of them was a listener question. I actually get this question a lot and I had just typed it into my phone because I'm like, I'm just going to have to ask him. Mm -hmm. The question is, Stephen, why do you always wear a hat even after hair transplant? (laughs) (laughs) The caps, first of all, I could not wear them during my McDonald's career. It Mm -hmm. just, I had to be very professional and dressed up. You know, I wore ties and sport coats all the time and I could not wear caps. Right. So part of it is the rebel in me. Like I'm retired from McDonald's and I'm going to wear a damn cap and I may not shave today. Because no one can tell me otherwise. Right. Yeah. That's part of it. The other part of it is like today, before I was getting ready, I said, oh my gosh, because my hair's gotten longer and it really looked good, you know? Mm -hmm. And I said, oh, my hair looks good today. And I'm like, eh, I don't want to take the time to, you know, put product in it. So it's kind of like my wig. Right. You just throw on a cap. Yeah. It's just quicker I think the funny thing is... And this, I feel like, applies to a lot of things in our lives with, like, social media and things. Because you've talked about on here, you had hair transplant. Mm-hmm. We've talked mm-hmm. about it on Instagram. I mean, it's mm-hmm. not a secret or no. anything. But what's funny is I feel like when you tell people things like that, uh, like, oh, I had a hair transplant or, you know, whatever, mm-hmm. that they think you can't wear a cap. Like, not because you physically can't, but, like, why would you wear a cap? When you did that. And what it also comes into everyday life is like, I'll do a styling in the house with faux stems and people will get kind of mad or pissy. Mm -hmm. Why are you using faux flowers when you live on a flower farm? And on a plant store. And on a plant store. Because we want to. Yeah. It's because who said, and it's like, well, you can be a chef and still go out to eat. You can still go through McDonald's because it's convenient. Yeah. And I think. Um, it's kind of but interesting. But people get really like, yeah. like you did something, why would you do it this way? And it's like, well, you can, 
it's life. You can do whatever. Just because I live on a flower farm doesn't mm-hmm. mean we can't have faux flowers. Mm-hmm. Just because, you know, we own a furniture store doesn't mean I don't shop at other furniture stores. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just... And at the end of the day, you know, honestly, I think a lot of things I do now, not that I loved McDonald's, first of all. Right. I mean, we've made But it was clear. more structured. It was very structured, and I had to be a certain way, you know, I had to... I had to be clean shaven because that was a po- my policy. Right. And um, so I had to be very professional all the time. So it, there is kind of that rebel side. Right. I think. And the other thing is, is like with lots of cosmetic surgeries that people don't really think about. Mm-hmm. Um, we do cosmetic alterations, <laughs> enhancements. Maintenance. For us. Right. And, you know, even though I covered my hair up today, like when I got out of the shower and was getting ready, I was like, damn, my hair looks so pretty today. Yeah. I, that's why I did it. For Yeah. Yeah. You did it for you and mm-hmm. you can cover it up if you mm-hmm. want to. Yeah. But it's funny because I've gotten that question specifically about you and wearing a hat or cap, mm-hmm. whatever you want to call it, uh, m- like many times. And, it's, and so finally and, I just wrote it down. And I am OCD. Right, and I'm constantly making sure my hair looks okay. So, so honestly, it removes a layer of my craziness. Uh, well, <laughs> there's so many layers of that. <laughs> there, there are. So, okay. Well, what you got over there? Okay. Well, I've got one for you. You said you got a question for me. This it this always throws is, me off because I don't know what you're going to ask or say or do. This one we I mentioned it to you briefly, but we yeah. have to talk about it on here, and it's disturbing but it caught my attention it oh was, i know you told me the story so, so this first is, for our listeners yeah. are you cat a cat person or a dog person yeah and you think hmm, hmm, well which are person. you really i'm a dog i'm both i'm i lean more towards dogs but i like cats too I like, i'm not a cat person like a cat per, you know like a protective like a obsessive cat, cat person. person who doesn't let their cat like don't and let the cat out a, of the house no, don't you're let not, the cat do this you're or, not really an indoor cat person right yeah you're more come in and out but mainly out yeah but and i guess I'm, i really love all animals i love all animals but i'm tend to be a dog person. yeah i did have a cat let me say this for 16 years yeah and we had a love hate relationship. I thought I, <laughs> I thought he hated me. He thought I hated him. We really loved each other. I was devastated when he died. So I've never had another. Because right. you know they have such intense personalities. Oh, they do. So I was flipping through online, I think, but it was a documentary, mm-hmm. and I guess you would call it a documentary or an interview yeah. with first responders. Mm-hmm. And they were talking about like when grandma's at home and they're like, oh, we got to do a wellness check. You know, she didn't answer the phone in three days. days, So we're going to check on her. Um, Heaven forbid you do that the first time. Anyway, um, (laughs) the first day she didn't answer. Yeah. So they go out and this is the people like multiple people on a panel. They go out and grandma, grandpa, whoever, papa, they've died. The neighbor. The Who neighbor, whoever, yeah, they've died. Passed away at home. Yeah, and they've been dead four, five, six days. Mm. So the body starts breaking down. Right. And I'm like, okay, I get that. Well, the people that have cats, mm-hmm. the cats start eating the people's faces. Uh, no. Well, I didn't make it up. I mean, yeah. I don't know. 
But I mean, these multiple people said it's a thing. Yeah. And then they had like medical examiners, all these different yeah. p- professional people, and they're like, it's a thing. Yeah. And it all the cats always eat the nose. I wonder why. But I'm thinking they don't do it intentionally. I had to get it in my mind. Yeah. Do you think they're like licking? I think they start licking the owner's face like a cat will lick you. Right. So I think it starts out innocent. Mm-hmm. This is how I have to have it in my mind. <laughs> or it gets all and, pet cemetery on me. Yeah. <laughs> but I think they start licking and then the nose is starting I'm, to break down a I little bit. I guess the I'm I don't know this. I I'm making this up. This part you're making up. I'm making this part up. Yeah. I'm thinking the nose must start to break down first. Yeah. Maybe the skin's thinner the, yeah. around the cartilage and then the tissues start to break down and the cat ends up eating the nose. Oh my gosh, that is well, I mean I mean it's, it's kinda hard. But here's the other of. thing. What did but they the, say about dogs? Did they dogs they can the people can be dead for the same period of time. Mm-hmm. The dog will be starving, has not been fed or watered in days. Yeah. And the dog is laying silently next next to, to their owner that's crazy so okay well i have to say i had a cat in college and it was the cat from hell (laughs) that cat would have eaten me if i had died that cat would have definitely eaten me and wouldn't have just nibbled on your nose no that cat would have eaten me well my old cat would have eaten me at one time so my (laughs) ex actually had his name was chester had chester your ex my ex So I hope my ex listens to this. Um, my ex had the cat when we met, and, and his name, name was Chester. Okay, and Chester peed, and when when we met, he had an apartment, mm-hmm. and it the whole thing smelled like a litter box. Oh God, you know. See, I wouldn't be forgiving of that now. And then uh-huh. in your twenties, you're so much more forgiving for stuff. Mm-hmm. And um, well, I wasn't. I thought I could I, deal. You know, deal with that. I should have ran out the door right then. But anyway. Oh, I thought you were forgiving, talking about forgiving with the cat. You're yeah, saying the cat. you were forgiving with the relationship? No, or no, the no, cat? no, 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 no. Okay. The cat. Well, in relationships, things like cat pee. Yeah. Like now I would be like, ooh, no. And you'd never talk to that person never. again. <laughs> and and then that one I basically ended up marrying. But anyway, <laughs> the cat yeah. hated me. Mm. The cat would get on top of the refrigerator, and when I would walk, it was like a galley kitchen. Yeah, and I would walk through, and he would slap me in the face. Oh my! And then <laughs> we bought our first house off of Augusta. We yeah. bought our first house, mm-hmm. and I was still at Clemson. Yeah. And do you remember those like Clemson windbreakers? All the universities. Oh yeah, like, they all had those pullover. Yeah. You could wear them that when was it was a big raining. Thing back, yeah. So I would take mine off. Back in the day, I wasn't as OCD about the home as mm-hmm. I am now, which I was in college, so I was stressed. And mm-hmm. I would come in and throw whatever, like on the dining room table, mm-hmm. which is what normal people do now. Yeah. And he would get on the table and pee on anything I left <laughs> that was mine. <laughs> it was your my- scent. Yeah. It was because you came in. I was the, the new home. person. You were the new person. You came in and took over like his territory. Mm-hmm. Like 
With but he ended exes. up loving me because when we split, he left him behind. So we, <laughs> so we, it was you and the cat yeah. <laughs> and the two dogs. So. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Um, so I got this cat in college, and it was like after my freshman year in college, and I had my own place or whatever. And I, I don't know how I found the cat. I found it because I went to someone's house, probably like Craigslist or something. Well, that cat, that damn cat, was feral. Like it was. You know, I didn't you know. You said it was wild. No, back then. But like, it was a kitten, but it was feral. And it like, even though it kind of got nicer, it was always just wild, crazy cat. And I had it in an apartment. And anytime like I would go to my parents' house, I would take the cat with me. Like, you know, for the weekend or something. Yeah. And it knew when I started packing my bag and it would like get under the bed. And if I stuck my hand under there, it would just tear <laughs> that shit up. And so I had it for a few years in college. And then when I graduated college, I moved to Atlanta and I was in an apartment there. And that cat, I don't know what got into, like, it was always would attack me. Just very, very bad attitude. So that cat started shitting on my bed. <laughs> Like right in the middle. And at, that's worse than being peed on. I just got yes. peed on. And about, and you know how cat poop or cat pee like sticks. Oh. And then I would have to strip down the bed and I would have to wash, I mean, the comforter, the sheet, like everything. It all stunk. I would get it all back together just in time to go to bed. Uh, you know, next day, do it again. So about after the. Uh, Fifth time, the cat went bye-bye. <laughs> I was like, I cannot deal with this. It was, it was already crazy, but I felt bad because, you know, I'd taken care of it and everything. But I was like, mm -mm, you got to go. That's the only time. You killed it, right? I did no. not kill it. <laughs> but that's the only time I've ever given up like a pet or something. It would be It needed hard. to be like a barn cat. Yes. yes. You know? Some cats are yeah. meant. To be like that, and and my cat was a flame point Himalayan, and he was gorgeous. Yeah, and he knew it, and he had reasons to hate me too. Like one time, and this wasn't this was terrible. I shouldn't tell this. Oh, well, I got to tell it now. So I was going. We had a koi fish pond in yeah. the backyard, and before we renovated that house, the back door was hard. To close. It yeah. was old. I mean, the house was 100 years old. And was it like a sliding door or something? No, it was a wooden, like heavy, oak, heavy ass door. And Chester would get on the windowsills a lot of times. Mm -hmm. So I was going out to feed the fish. I said, I'm going to feed the fish, you know, to my ex. And right. I go out the door with the fish food and I slam that door as hard as I could because that's how you had to do it to close it. Yeah. And uh, went out, fed my fish, you know, tinkered around in the backyard. And I came back in and closed the door. And the cat's tail was stuck on the door. <laughs> I you are lying. Did I never tell you? <laughs> I chopped his tail off. Like four, four or five inches of his tail. Oh, my gosh. I was hysterical. Because like Did the, you didn't hear the cat scream or anything? he didn't make a noise. I think it was like numbed. It was like just so quick. And it just, was so quick. <laughs> and it I, must have been like just the tip, like towards the end. Well, it was like two or three, four inches down. Yeah, I mean it was the tail. Yeah, 
It, but it wasn't at the base. It wasn't the, at the base. Because I would have thought there would have been a lot of nerves in there that it would well, have hurt. I hadn't finished the story. <laughs> so I see this tail. It was like this. Yeah. And, you know, their tails are like. Bushy. Huge. Yeah. And I cl- and it looks like a pom-pom. And I literally, fr- I mean, I flipped out. I yeah. was like, because I did love the cat. At that point in time, I was all in with the cat. Yeah. And I'm hysterical. And that cat had ran and ran and ran through the house. With blood. Blood Oh, everywhere. my gosh. So we get the cat mm. over the toilet, and we're probably... Uh, we called the emergency vet yeah. clinic or a, a hotline. There used to be a hotline you could call, and they said, well, just pour peroxide on it and watch it. Yeah. So we poured, we held him over the toilet and poured peroxide. I'm you sure that went how, well. That went really well. <laughs> and it ended up, he was okay, but then it abscessed, and we had to take him in, and it cut most of his tail off. Dang. So people would always, and then, you know, we, you've got a flame point Himalayan with no tail. Yeah. And people would go, wow, he's got an interesting tail. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, yeah, I don't know what happened. He just came that way. Well, you know, when we bought the farm, it came with a couple of cats. Both have passed away now because um, we've owned the farm seven years mm-hmm. and they were older when we got. But anyway, one of the cats didn't have a tail. I still don't and know. Some what of them are bobtails. They're, no, they're this born. one was like an accident, but Little. I don't know exactly. And we, I, when I grew up, I had a cat. Um, what was his name? Stymie. His oh. name was Stymie. <laughs> and he, someone shot him. Oh. And shot him and took, we had to get one of his front legs amputated. Oh, wow. And do you know that cat? Well, they got good balance and everything. They can continue. It, did, it didn't affect him at all. Really? He was great. In fact, he had, I think, better mus- muscle tone and he was healthier because of it. Yeah. I know that sounds weird. Made him exercise a little more. Yeah. That's crazy. He was fine. He lived a long life. Yeah. We have cats now and I love our cats, but luckily we're on the farm so we don't have to have like a litter box or anything. And our cats come, one never comes in. She'll go to the um, workshop. The other one comes in and out. And See, that's the, the way I like in, cats. But she, goes, she acts like the dog. She goes in and out with the dogs when she comes in and then. I like she stays that. out like 90% of the I time. I like that with cats. I just don't like the, the litter box smells. Right. My only issue. Right. Okay, so moving on from that, what is, this is another question for you, because I have mine. Um, What is one decor trend, this was also asked by a listener, what is one decor trend you wish would go away? Or, you know, like people do wrong or... Something like that. Just what bothers us. Yeah. Hmm. Well, you For go me, first. Okay, I don't mean to hurt anybody's feeling. It's okay. It may need to be hurt. Okay. Sometimes things need to be said. But my biggest one that I wish would go away is decorating Christmas trees for other seasons. Mm. Hate it. It's always going to look like a Christmas tree. Hate it. It's wrong. It is so wrong. I don't even like egg trees. I know. Sorry. I'm fine with like an egg tree if it's on a branch. Or like I'm talking when you have taken a specific Christmas tree that is cone shaped, looks like a Christmas tree, and you try to stuff it full of whatever season it is, whether it's pumpkins for Halloween or Well, I've ran into this head on. and It just... I... So, you know, 
hope they don't listen to us. But if they do, we're trying to help you. Yeah. This is. But I will say before you say that, you know, I always say it's your house, your decor. You do you. You do you. It's just not right for me. mm -mm. And I hate seeing it. And I went to. (laughs) So my favorite U-Haul place in Greenville. Uh Uh-huh. Best one. Hands down. Best business for U-Haul. Yeah. I've ever I've ever been in. Yeah. They have a seasonal tree. But it's a Christmas tree. Mm-hmm. Green Christmas tree. Mm-hmm. 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 Decorated for Fourth of July. Everything. Little ball. Halloween. St. Patrick's Day. Oh. Everything. Everything. Wrong. Wrong. I don't know why. It's it's so wrong because it looks like you're trying to cover up something for a different holiday. It just looks like, junky. If to you're me. gonna do a fall tree, go get a tree shape, like a branch, and put it like get something, don't get something that looks like a Christmas tree. Get a branchy tree. Yes. And put in some leaves in your some fall leaves. And hang and, your decor from that. Yeah. That is fine. It's the ones that are the green. specific green. Christmas trees. Because it looks like, oh, they left their tree up and they're just throwing stuff on there. Right. They got too lazy to take the tree down, so they're just going to put other things on it. You know people are going to get us for that one. But it's, well, you, well, my, we're, help, we're here to help. Yes. And mine is more general. Okay. And it's just kind of a bitchy thing. Okay. It drives me crazy. People doing things out of scale, specifically. Specifically. We're using that word a lot Yes. Today. Coffee tables. Mm, so you get a go, little oh, tiny coffee table and a big mm-hmm. oversized. And I get you may like that coffee table, and that coffee table may be the right look, but then they take it. Say there's a fireplace in the center, and they've created three sides with furniture seating, which is great, right? And then they put this. So you've got a square, a big square in the center, right? And they'll take this little bitty rectangular coffee table and put it right in the center. Yeah. Because they didn't put the sofas. I mean, there's like eight feet between the sofa and the coffee table. Yeah. Yeah. And don't do that. Like, and let me tell you how to do it. If you're like, well, that coffee table works. It matches. That's great. Well, scrunch. By two. Yeah. By two. By two. Butt them up next to each other. By two that you really like. Put them together, which creates a great look. Mm -hmm. Or get one big one. And the same thing with lighting. Right. And Lighting's a big one. People miss the scale of lighting. And it's always better to go too big than too small. Right. Because, you know, in my old well, house. a lot of things it is. Yes. But. In my old house, remember my office was very small. Oh, yeah. It was like six by ten. Yeah. yeah. Se- or seven by ten. Yeah. I would say about seven by ten. And we, you and I hung a chandelier in there that was five feet in diameter. Mm-hmm. And it was fabulous. And it was stunning. It was. And it, everyone was like, oh. Yeah. And it, it made a, the room look bigger. It makes a statement. Yeah. yeah. It made the room actually look bigger. Right. So those are my little pet peeves. Yeah. And I mean, there's more that I find. But yeah, that tree is a, that was a good. Yeah. The other one that goes along with scale that a lot of people miss that should be mentioned too is getting the wrong scale, usually 99.9% of the time too small, which is what you were saying, of planters to go on each side of their door. They get these little bitty planters that are like 10 inches tall next to their door and it just looks. You're better not to do anything. Yeah, exactly. You're better not to do anything. Yeah. Like I ran into that 
with the design client I have now, there's not enough room on the right side of the door to do the scale of the planter it needs. Right. So just don't do it. So I'm moving them. I'm doing two whole different, a whole different situation. We're yeah. not even framing the door with them. Yeah. I'm actually framing window That's with good. planters. Yeah. Because it draws your eye. And you don't want to, it's not good to draw it to the wrong thing for the wrong reason. Like you said, if they're not there, no one will notice. If you put something too small in a room, you're going to notice. So it's better, like you said, just to not do it Yeah, and you see it a lot, too, with like kitchen islands. Yeah, they get those. Yeah, so don't be be afraid to go too big. Yeah, like it. Functional, but bigger. Yeah. And yeah. If I were a woman, it would be the same way with my breasts. (laughs) Go big or go home. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Do you have another comment question over there? Mm -hmm. Oh, I thought you said you had two for me. Oh, I do. I do have another. This isn't, no, this isn't a question. This is something I thought about. Now, it's not as embarrassing, shameful, degrading, (laughs) trashy. As the things you bring up on me. Oh, did, oh is this specifically about mm-hmm, me? Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, I can't think of anything nasty, degrading, embarrassing <laughs> like you bring up on me. Because I'm good. But, mm, well, anyway. but this was a funny one, I thought. Yeah. So Wesley has this weird phobia that I don't think we've talked about on here. <laughs> <laughs> He has a phobia, and it's a big one, of balloons. He hates balloons. I cannot stand (laughs) balloons. Oh, my gosh. Not the mylar. Not the mylar. The mylar, the metal balloons, those do not bother me at all. Latex. Latex balloons. You hate them. If I am in a room with latex balloons, my blood pressure goes up. Seriously. And if a kid is holding it and makes that that squeaky noise mm-hmm. from I, I have to leave the room. Like, I literally have to leave the room. Well, I've got to get something that's on the other side no, of the door. No. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. So never, ah, never get me... Balloons for my birthday. So if y'all want to send a balloon bouquet to Wesley, I will reimburse you. Just let me know. Don't say that because you know you'll send out the address and I'll walk into the warehouse or something one day and just full of balloons and I will have a just You're the only person I've met with that, but I will to be completely honest. Yeah. I don't I don't love them. Like, I did an open house with an agent last week, and I had to take some balloons down. And and thankfully, she was backing her car up, and she was like, oh, do you want me to get rid of those for you? And I was like, yes, yes, I do. Yeah. Oh, my God. If I had to ride in the car with them, like, to take them to, like, an open house or something, I couldn't do it. I literally, I could not do it. And I remember I was in college when I worked in and when I was in college, I also worked at a florist on campus. Um, and I had to, but I was too afraid or embarrassed to tell them, like, I was scared to, you know, air up the balloons. Well, so, McDonald's, we had those things. Yeah. So I would always try to find a reason not to, or if I did them, I would like, I would do like this. Yes. I would be as far away. It was like and- <laughs> I was handling dog poop or something. It was like, I don't know. For me, it's like I'm handling dynamite or something. Yeah. I'm like as far away. And then I was going as slow as I could to be like, because some of them are defective <laughs> and they blow, they pop. 
Yes. Even when you do nothing wrong. Yes, they do. But the ones that McDonald's had were really good Mm -hmm. because they came with this little plastic fitting on them. Yeah. So you just plugged it in there and it wasn't as difficult. Like you didn't have to tie it. See, I can't can't tie them. Yeah. (sighs) Hate that. I'm going to need a break because my blood pressure (laughs) is going up just talking about it. Isn't that crazy though? And it's been that way my whole life. Like, That's the only thing. And the only other thing is, I think we talked about that with you, is like brushing your teeth. You don't like to brush your teeth in front of anyone, and you don't <laughs> like anyone to brush their teeth in front of you. No. Those are your all. two main things. Yeah. But that just grosses me out. I don't want to see anyone brush your teeth, and I don't want to brush my teeth in front of anyone. And like, don't, if, mm-mm, mm-mm. It just grosses me out. That's, I, and I can't even watch, like, which I don't watch much TV, but um, back in the day, even like a commercial with people brushing their teeth, I immediately turn it and then I'll turn back after. Well, see, no, I'm that way with pimple popping. Oh, gosh. Mm-hmm. I know Dr. Pimple Popper, she's been Disgusting. popping up in my like TikTok or something. Disgusting. And I'm like, I try to swipe as quick but as there's I can. People so. like her that love that. Yeah. Uh, no. Mm-mm. No, ma'am. Okay, well, I don't know how we segue from that (laughs) to today's topic, but we're just going to jump right into it. So, again, we are going to give you some tips and thoughts on how you can save money when it comes to wedding planning, specifically related to flowers. And like I was saying, you could use these techniques even if you're just having an event, a get-together, family reunion, whatever it may be. Um, You could definitely use these uh, tips. Because flowers... Flowers can get crazy expensive. And there's so many different ways. So we'll just keep kind of talking about a wedding, but you can, again, do it any way you want. Um, That you can save money when it comes to flowers and different levels. Like how involved do you want to be or do you want to put it higher out but save the money. So Mm -hmm. there's all these different angles. So we'll start with number one. If you're going to a florist or an event planner, you know, floral designer, and you're wanting them to do everything, the easiest way to save money is to tell them your colors that you want and then let them pick the flowers and let them pick things that are in season because that will save you a lot of money just right off the top. Because if you go in, you know, February and you want dahlias, which aren't growing and they mm-hmm. have to fly them in, um, they're going to be extra ex- expensive. So, and another good thing to do, and I just thought of this, mm-hmm. is do not have your wedding the weekend before Mother's Day or the weekend after Mother's or Day. Or any time in the month of February for Valentine's yes, Day. Because the flowers are, that's the number one. Mother's Day is the number one. Valentine's is the number two. And the choice of flowers are so depleted. Yeah. And the price. And is the so price much goes more. up. If you don't know, for your florist, the prices of flowers, flowers are a market, just like a, almost mm-hmm. like the stock market. Mm-hmm. The prices go up and down daily, weekly, hourly. So when it comes to, and it's all supply and demand. So when it comes to like a holiday week, like Mother's Day, like you're saying, or Valentine's Day, the flowers skyrocket because of the, you know, 
the su- supply and demand. So definitely avoid really any holiday. You're going to see a spike, like even if you're getting it the week of Christmas or the week of Thanksgiving, um, you're going to see a little bit of a spike. But like Stephen said, Valentine's Day and Mother's Day is going to be a huge difference. Mother's Day, astronomical. My nephew got married in May and their original wedding date was Mother's Day weekend. And you were like, no. I said, have your wedding when you want. But number one, I will not be doing the flowers mm-hmm. if it's that weekend. And number two, I will not be paying for the flowers because, you know, I well, number one, we couldn't do it with our business. Right. Because we're too busy yeah. to even. And um, they decided to move the wedding. That was smart. <laughs> <laughs> to a week after, which was better than before. Right. But, you know, and I'm cheap. Yeah. And so we had to go through some of these yeah. little saving saving techniques. Yeah. So again, the best thing is tell your planner, your floral planner, uh, what colors you want and don't be so specific on the flowers that you want. Because when they are arranged and they are grouped together, most people don't even notice what the individual flowers Mm -hmm. actually are. They notice the overall state. And don't take offense to this because I don't mean it that way. But a lot of times you see a flower and you're like, oh, that's my favorite flower. But what you have to realize is you're not a florist or a horticulturist and you don't realize that that flower may not even hold up well. For a wedding yeah. or an event. It could have been just styled for a photo. Yeah. And yeah. like some things look really, really, I, I love calla lilies. Calla lilies are very challenging to do in arrangements. Right. There's, and they're going to cost you a lot. Right. They're hard to work with. They are. And you're going to pay the price mm-hmm. for sure. The next thing that you could do if you are wanting to do a little bit of the styling yourself is you could go to a florist and get them to do your bouquets and boutonnieres. Like we have people come in and do that a lot at our garden shop um, because we don't do weddings. Like we don't go out and set up weddings anymore. Did back in the day in the beginning, but we don't anymore. Then we got smart. Yeah, and then we got smart. (laughs) Um, So we don't do that. But if you walk in, you can order bouquets and boutonnieres and then you can come and pick it up. So you could have the florist do the harder things, which are going to be your... Um, bouquets and boutonnieres, and then you could do, you know, your table arrangements yourself or your flowers um, for the ceremony yourself. And there's lots of ways to trim costs there. Right. Um, And then you could always, you know, if you're doing things yourself, greenery is going to be cheaper. So you can mix in a lot of greenery and just, you know, pops of flowers here and there. Um, The other thing that you could do is even if you want the floors, kind of the same thing, even if you want them to do all of the arrangements and bouquets and boutonnieres, all of it, um, you could still go and pick it up and do all the setup yourself or have, you know, your friends and family help do that. Mm-hmm. But you're going to save a lot of cost from them not having to de- deliver them, them not having to set them up, them not having to come back and take them down and that sort of thing. So you can always. That's the main thing that. we hate. We oh, would yeah. do arrangements. Oh, we yeah. would do uh, table arrangements for a wedding. Right. We're just not doing the setup and pickup anymore. Right. Yeah. And we have occasionally, we do more boutonnieres and bouquets than we do table arrangements because I feel like people don't want to have to deal with that. But if you're on a budget, you can, you know, deal with getting mm-hmm. those there and, you know, setting them up, which isn't hard. You just And with, have- like with Ethan and Lauren's wedding, 
you know, I work at the garden store holidays like Mother's Day. So, number one, I was tired. Right. And number two, we had depleted a lot. Mm-hmm. And number three, I was doing most of it. Employees did a few things, but I did most of it to save money. Right. And so that we didn't have to just, you know, have them doing, taken away from their job. So I did orchid arrangements, yeah. a lot planted orchid arrangements for the re, for the uh, reception. Right. So I did those like, you know, started a week ahead. Yeah, that is a good thing. So if you're wanting to do some DIY things like Steven's talking about, if you do potted arrangements, which we love doing, and I've done those at a lot of weddings, mm-hmm. um, is doing potted orchid arrangements because you can, you know, find orchids usually pretty easily. You get the height. Right. You get the height. You can add some twigs in, add in some a potted fern or something mm-hmm. like that, like a little autumn fern or something. And you have a great statement and everybody always is impressed by an orchid. Um, but the good thing is something like that, like Stephen was mentioning, is you can start on that like a week, two weeks ahead of time. Um, if you want to, and so you can have your arrangements ready to go versus if you're doing DIY floral, cut floral arrangements, you can't start those until like one, maybe two days ahead of time, mm-hmm. um, you know, cause they're cut flowers and that sort of thing. So doing potted arrangements is a great way. And then you can always gift those to people afterwards. So you can kind of reuse those instead of having to buy um, people that maybe have been helping you with your wedding. Instead of having to buy them a gift, you can just give them one of the centerpieces. That's what, and that's what I did. I gave it to different people that had helped with different things for the wedding. Yeah. And it was really nice. And the other thing. And then they really appreciate it. They did. Yeah. I loved them. They text me pictures and the a uh, funny thing was I was so caught up in all the arrangements and the wedding flowers, I didn't realize. I would have been told, but you know, so much is going on with the wedding. Yeah. They wanted fresh flowers on the cake. Mm. And I forgot. Oh. Did you, you never got them on there? <laughs> I did. Oh, you did? I did. I called you and I said, if you remember, because I had yeah, never. Yeah, I remember you called, I, I didn't never ever see it after pers- that. Well, I've got photos for you to see. Oh, good. And I just used, they did multiple cakes, Mm. like from a restaurant here in Greenville. Yeah. Which I thought was actually kind of cool. They did like all different flavors rather than a traditional wedding cake. And I just used water tubes and cut up an orchid and just had the orchids coming out. Of the cake. It was gorgeous. I love that. It was beautiful. And that's super easy to do. Yeah. And you you can go to a supermarket and get an orchid for 25 bucks. Right. The other thing that you can do, which goes back to if you don't want to do a lot of DIY or maybe you're not comfortable doing arrangements, is for your reception, if you're having an, you know, a florist or an event planner do your arrangements, um, is you could do not all of the tables. So do like every other table or every third table, depending on how your layout is in your, um, you know, your reception. But do those as big statements arrangements and then on the other tables do just candles or centerpiece mm-hmm. hurricanes with you know you could do a hurricane and a candle in it and just put some greenery around it or keep it super simple something that you can do on your own and just let the florist do you know fewer arrangements less set up for them to do and then you could handle the other part and a helpful hint here is i was going to do that with ethan and lauren's wedding mm-hmm. so i didn't have to do as many arrangements because i had to do like 30 arrangements right and 
So I was hoping I could cut that in half. Right. And I was going to do candles on part of the tables. Right. Check with your venue. Yeah, because some... We were in a historical landmark building, then you cannot have any flames. Yeah. So you'd have to have like LED candles. But yeah. That kind of, that's good for, um, you know, accents around, along the outside of the room, but you really wouldn't want LED candles in the center of a no, table. No. It kind of loses its effect because you're yeah. sitting up close. Yeah. You can, you can tell. Right. And I was like, I can't do that. So I had to just. Yeah. Do the arrangement. You so won't. just always just check with your venue because if it's a historical building, chances are you can't, you, you, you they won't let you use. That's candles. a really, really good point. Well, because it bit me in my butt. Yeah. So. <laughs> the way I guess you could have gotten around that is you could have used some kind of really pretty like mercury glass container, like a hurricane or a base and done an LED, like the fire lanterns mm-hmm. like we have online at the Nested Fig. We'll mm-hmm. tag those in the show notes. Yes, we need to. Those um, because, would have worked, but we didn't have those. In st- yeah, we didn't have any of those at the time. If but, I had known, I could have ordered them, but, you know, yeah. of course you don't know. You don't think about it. So just always check that because that can really mess up your ceremony, too, if you're going to do unity candles or something right. like that because some – Uh, churches, you know, if they're very old, historical, will not allow that. Right. So, yeah, that would have been, I guess, the really the only way around that Mm -hmm. would be use use a hurricane or a vase or something you can't see through, mercury glass, and then Mm -hmm. drop in like an LED. And that would have been pretty. That would, because then you're not seeing that, oh, it's a fake fake candle Mm -hmm. there. Um, Something you could do at the ceremony... You're, wherever you're having your ceremony, and we've done this a lot as well, especially if it's in the summer, even spring, summer, even going into fall, winter, mm-hmm. that's not as much, but you can use potted ferns. So even, you know, you might have family members that have gorgeous Boston ferns that they've grown out. You borrow. You, you borrow those for <laughs> your um, ceremony. If you know that that's what you want to do in your ceremonies later in the summer or early fall in the early spring go buy you know the least expensive boston ferns you can um and let them grow out so just you know put them in some shade hang them let mm-hmm. them grow out fertilize them all spring and summer and go to a box store you buy them for almost nothing yeah and, and you, if you want to dress those up you and i did this or i did this at ethan and lauren's wedding i took large really tall faux orchid stems yeah and put into the ferns yeah and it was Gorgeous. Right. Like people at the wedding were like, these orchids are beautiful. And see, no one questioned it because I did the entire wedding around orchids. Right. So they just. That was the only place I used artificial, but you couldn't tell it because everything else was. And you're not right up on it Mm -mm. either. The other thing that you can do that just popped in my head is if it is the season, you may want to check with your local nursery or garden center and you can see about renting ferns too. Mm -hmm. Um, We've rented out ferns from, you know, our garden store when we had the outdoor area and at my previous jobs where I worked at garden centers, we would rent out ferns. Lots of places. Yeah. We love doing that because we rent them out for a small fee and then you bring them back and we still get to sell them so mm-hmm. you know it's just making doesn't it hurt the fern yeah it doesn't hurt the fern so that's a good way um to do that as well see about renting them but in the past i've always like when i've had people doing that is like oh my aunt has gorgeous ferns and this person and everybody will borrow everyone's mm-hmm. ferns and then and they um, look gorgeous because they've been so babied right yeah so you just have to kind of plan ahead a little bit on that and you don't have to be a floral designer 
to-do arrangement. No, at all, not at all. You just have to use the right technique. Right. And the, mess, the easiest one is just to do all the same flowers. Yeah, if you want to do, um, and that was actually one on my, I have a list. Steven doesn't have a list. He's just throwing things out. Mm-hmm. But that one's right here on my list was if you are wanting to do your own centerpieces, but you don't feel confident in your design, then use all the same flowers. So maybe all hydrangeas, drop those in a vase, all sunflowers, drop those in a vase, all um roses, whatever it is, because a mass of flowers is going to make more of a statement than if you are doing um, arrangements that don't and look, look great. Yeah. I mean, that looks great if it's like, it doesn't matter if it's hydrangeas, roses, whatever. Yeah. Just you can do all tulips if you're having oh, an early. That, and that's beautiful. Yeah. So keep it super simple if you don't feel confident in your design skills, because plopping all of one flower is going to definitely make more of a statement than if you are really bad at design. And if you do not have all of the same, if you don't say you have 15 tables and you have like 11 of the same container, mix mix up your containers, make like have them all white right, or all glass right or all blue whatever you're doing just you can mix it up you don't have to have the exact same just create that consistency with color style some type of theme or something yeah that's really good maybe you're using antique whatever kind of container just milk glass yeah you can use all different different shapes or styles but keep it Mm -hmm. keep it as a sort of a theme speaking of themes you can always do some type of theme if you want to save money such as like christmas you know the cheapest wedding yeah if you want to you know after thanksgiving um if you want to do a wedding because then most venues are decorated you know your church is already decorated for the holiday so you can use the decor that's there and you're not having to decorate as much. Mm-hmm. You know, churches always have, it's lined up with poinsettias and they have their own decor and greenery going mm-hmm. on. So then you don't have to do all of that. You're just using, you and know, it's the easy venue. decor for reception. Right. And a lot of times the re- the reception areas are decorated too. Right. Because they're having events or, you know, yeah, things like that. Um, if it's fall, you could, you know, go with the fall theme and use pumpkins and stuff that, again, you might could borrow from family members because they're already, you know, decorating with pumpkins or maybe you're going to have them afterwards, at least, that you can use in your own decor. You might could see about renting those for a weekend from, again, if you have like a farm stand or someone who has, you know, a good amount, that's going to come down to more of timing because, you know, they want to sell those quicker, but some places will rent. I mean, we've rented them out before. Mm-hmm. If it's just like, oh, I'm going to pick them up on Friday and they'll be back on Sunday. I mean, like, okay, um, mm-hmm. we, we've done that before as well. So again, if you can go with something seasonal and what's in season, you're always cutting costs there. And then you can always give that to your guests too to decorate with and they like that. Right. And you can look for kind of along those same lines is you can look for a venue specifically for the ceremony that is already gorgeous and doesn't need a lot of flowers. Maybe you can just add a little bit of greenery. You're not having to do the whole, you know, statement um, for that. Well, that's good. That wraps up our little money saving event wedding ideas. It's about 10 good ideas for you to use to save a lot of money and make your life easier. Yeah. And we've done, we have used all of these techniques ourselves personally. All of them. 
All of them. Mm-hmm. So that's they, these will work for you. So are you telling me we're pulling up to our destination? We are. Today? It's time for you to get out. I guess I might have to go. That wraps up this week's episode of Who's Driving. Remember to leave us a rating wherever you're listening to our podcast. If you have any comments or questions or would like to call and leave us a voicemail, we do have a podcast hotline. Our number is 864-982-5029. I will put that in the show notes as well as um, other links of things that we have talked about today. So make sure you click on the description and you can see all of that here and we will see you next time. I guess I'm getting kicked out. Yeah. Bye. Bye.